Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Star Wars Pass podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here for um, the next uh, free agency podcast because uh, there's always a lot of those this time of year. And um, first, you know, the, the most recent episode we did, we looked at kind of the the offensive players that um, maybe the best destinations, possible options for some of the guys, of course, like Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and so forth. But um, we said, look, that – we could have went hours uh, if we decided to group everyone into that, so we decided to, to break it into two, and now we're going to kind of look at the, the best destinations for the rest of the group. Not to knock these guys, but um, again, we, we know how this works. The star uh, position players are going to get the most attention, and so um, now we look at some of the guys who are doing uh, a lot of the work elsewhere. And of course, uh, we're talking about you know offensive linemen, defensive linemen, uh, some other guys on, on the defensive side, um, defensive backs, linebackers, and such. So we're going to break that down in this one, Dylan. And um, this is an interesting list. You know, we'll probably kind of look at these, group them together a little bit. But, um, you know, this is at least, as we say, I mean, we know that all the guys we talked about on the previous episode are going to get the, the bulk of the attention because they are offensive guys and all of that. But there's, there's a good group of talent here. And, you know, these are the kind of guys, too, where you look at some of these and are like, hey, this could be the difference between a Super Bowl uh, and not for, for some of these teams and the difference between making the playoffs, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, just look at what the Eagles did last year with a couple names on this list, um, whether it be trades, but also picking up James Bradbury, who we'll get to as we go down here. But yeah, like you said, they're not going to grab as much attention, obviously, as the quarterbacks. First of all, they're going to grab more than anyone, but even the receivers, running backs, tight ends, all the guys that um fans that maybe only play fantasy football they're all going to know those names uh they're so used to seeing them compared to uh what actually you know happens on the football field these guys are just as impactful in some cases yeah some really big names obviously um teams keeping in mind what their what their draft picks are what they're going to be targeting there um but as we, at least the kind of saying that i've mentioned on here usually in the draft try to go for the best of players available and go try to fill in some needs um in free agency so yeah a lot of for teams that have cap space not many a lot of teams trying to restructure deals to be able to sign some of these guys currently um but yeah a lot of big names uh, that you know maybe you're like oh yeah he's he's sitting free agency now and you if you're a fan of the teams these players are on you're up most likely especially this group we're talking about we're only talking about a you know just similar to the skill position players only the top like 10 15 guys outside of those skill position players so these are some of the best of the best if you're a fan of one of the teams these players were on you probably don't want them to go obviously one named bobby wagner that uh, the rams did let go mutually uh it seemed like that made sense but for some of these other ones i guarantee bengals fans want jesse bates back i i don't think a lot of Niner fans probably don't want Mike McVinchy back so yeah we'll we'll get to these but a lot of impactful guys and some of them not even that old um when you would really go down this list too yep interesting group here um we'll start with the offensive linemen because uh then we'll kind of you know coordinate everything on the defensive side because there's there's a bigger group to talk about on the defensive side but 
On the offensive side, you know, we've got three guys on our list here. And, and again, we're not going to get to everybody, but these are just guys that are kind of, um, you know, the names I think you're going to want to look at, of course. Orlando Brown's one of them, of course, from the Chiefs. Um, just talked about Michael Glinchy from the Niners. Um, and, you know, Jawan Taylor, none of those guys for the Jags. Um, you know, again, these are, as you just said, I mean, these are guys that can certainly make uh, an impact and just sort of depending on where they wind up. Um, but I think this is probably – you know, the best of the group, um, you can look forward, I guess, at, you know, guys like Isaiah Wynn and, and, and guys like that. But it seems like these three, you know, it's going to be very intriguing kind of see where they wind up. Yeah, they're all quality tackles, which obviously a premium position in the NFL, as we know. You, you see when um, that, when you have a weak spot there, what it can mean for how you have to just slide your whole line, how it changes everything you're able to do. So I think of, you know, obviously the team's wanting to keep these guys. I think in particular Taylor with Jacksonville, maybe with the, the cap space they still have, the franchise tag they could use, that he could end up back there. Um, but there, there's a couple teams that, that are striking and that I think will at least get one of these guys. For sure the Chicago Bears. They have, as we know, so much cap space the offense line performed better than i thought it would over the course of the year but still has a lot of needs i think whether it's mcglinchy what whether they try to go for brown i mean i think brown ends up with the chiefs still um i, I have a hard time seeing them not putting this franchise tag on him i guess the question is for taylor if he doesn't then um one team that uh, also could probably use a tackle right now new england has been mentioned in this kind of grouping with these guys um the niners obviously would like to keep it but uh, just with the, uh, where the you know financial part of the th situation is it, it does help that they have two quarterbacks on rookie deals obviously um and doesn't look like they're going to be looking to add anything there but they have a lot of other really big name players that are making a lot of money so we'll see if the niners are able to hold on to mcglinchy i think that might be one where he ends up going to either new england or chicago those are the two teams i'm kind of looking at in this range trying to look down our our list of other linemen um simalo from the from the eagles is another name that i wasn't towards the top of the free agency list that we've looked at but a, a guard there to, so this isn't just the, those three tackles i you know he was really has improved over his whole tenure with the eagles um to the point where i mean this past year wasn't so much of a uh, you know, a spot in the line where a really good line are like, well, maybe right there, this is where we can attack. It's like, no, he was a monster. Uh, we'll see where he ends up. I think Philadelphia will do a lot, though, to try to keep him uh, in the fold for an offensive line that obviously was so important to their success this past year. Yep. That's a big one, obviously, like you said, for the Eagles, of course, to stay kind of where they are. And obviously, we'll prioritize guys like that uh, for sure, yeah. just sort of based on, again, trying to get back to, to the Super Bowl again and, and, and try to win it this time. And, of course, it, it always helps when you're trying to protect your franchise quarterback. And um, they, they think the Eagles will put a little put a little value in that uh, for Jalen Hurts after a, a spectacular season uh, there for him. So, all right, that's kind of, you know, the, the best of the group, I think, on the offensive lineman side of things. Let's go to the defensive side. Um, defensive lineman, obviously, a, a very interesting, um, you know, position as well in terms of kind of seeing what guys get um with some of these contracts and such but uh, it does seem like there's a pretty clear cut um you know several guys we've got on our list here javon hargrave uh, zach allen deron Payne, and marcus davenport of course like we said we talked about the eagles kind of being a theme here and um you know being a team that i think will will try to you know put itself in a position but i think it's going to be interesting to see you know with all these guys right because we think about where they're coming from and sort of the defensive um you know I mean, Washington, I know it struggled a little bit, but, like, that's still a team with Ron Rivera. You're going to think of defense and, yeah. um, you know, all the options there, of course. 
you know, other guys as well. So I think it's, you know, Cardinals obviously need to, to make a push forward on that side of the ball, get better there. Um, so this is an interesting group here in terms of looking at the, uh, the defensive linemen. Yeah, I think the one that I'm not even going to try to speculate where they might end up is Zach Allen. I think the Cardinals are going to do everything they can to keep him uh, yes. one of the few bright spots. Yeah, for a defense that you know going into the year we had concerns about, and it's a, yeah, an interesting strategy. I mean, that's a, there's a reason we have a whole new regime in place in Arizona yeah. with some of the positionless players that didn't really find fits on that defense over the years. They have talent, um, but yeah, Zach Allen, one guy that I think will end up staying. Put, but the other three, it's going to be tough. I, I think Payne with Washington, like you mentioned, their defense is so important to them. Uh, a guy that you know has been able to in this past season kind of went from a really good run defender to also putting in some pass rush uh, from the interior on a, on a level that uh, moved him apart. I think defensive tackles, in some cases across the league, beyond the top kind of guys that we always talk about with the the Chris Jones and the Aaron Donalds of the world and. Uh, Fletcher Cox is the world. I mean, some of these guys get overlooked because of the talent of those players, but uh, Payne's still a really big part of what that defense wants to do. You know, there's some big names along that defensive line. Maybe he doesn't get as much attention, but I think there's a reason why a lot of these free agency lists have him in the top 10, top five in some cases. So I think Commander's, again, also there. Um, whether the, a team that is able with the flexibility right now, they can, if they want to tag him, they could, but I think a longer-term deal for a player of his caliber makes sense. It's the other two that I see possibly moving on. The Eagles, I mean, it's just this is – we talked about it going into the Super Bowl. Building a team like that takes a lot of hard work, and it is something that Howie Roseman's been great at doing. But it's really hard to keep all those guys together. I would love for uh, Hargrave to stay in Philadelphia. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, there's a lot, just given the, where the market might be, there's a lot of teams that could use a guy like him. I think of uh, the, the Chargers interior of their defensive line. That's Yes, they, they added Sebastian Joseph Day, but they weren't. Uh, still vulnerable with their run defense and still vulnerable in the interior. So I think of them, I don't know financially how they swing that. We'll see. It sounds like they're going to keep Keenan Allen. I know we kind of mentioned the idea that he could be on the, on the skill position episode, depending on what happens there, but it sounds like they're trying to run it back with him and Mike Williams. So I don't know financially if that works. Uh, the Vikings, another team, their defense, we saw him get exposed against the Giants um, in the playoffs and overall over the course of the year, had questions about the interior there. So I think that those are two fits. Um, ESPN's uh, free agency article they, they mentioned the Seahawks possibly is the team that could bring him in which makes a lot of sense they had a, a really bad pass rush win rate um, in the bottom five of the league obviously Hargrave is able to just disrupt in so many ways uh, from the inside uh, as we mentioned with Payne and then Davenport oh man I don't I it's just how do you how do you continue to hold on to these uh, some of these players and uh, for them with all the yeah. financial things that are their uh, gymnastics they've had to fill out um, again here uh, a talented defensive end maybe not on the level of some of the guys that teams are going to be trying to target in the draft where you look at and maybe trades we looked at how much the Rams were willing to give up for Brian Burns for example um, with the, offering two first round picks that Carolina ended up turning down for him a, a position like offensive tackle that's obviously at a premium. So I think even though maybe Davenport isn't, you know, when you look at some pass free and see uh, list, maybe out of the defensive ends, that's the number one guy. And maybe in other years, it's so, uh, someone with a 
a little better caliber at this point. Davenport's still a great player, just not quite at the level that he used to be. Um, trying to think of fits for him. ESPN has in their frequency list the Houston Texans, as we talked about with Jacoby Myers, uh, possible. Maybe things are changing a little bit with D'Amico Ryans, with the fits, and uh, a team that in these uh, conversations we haven't really mentioned in past years now becoming one uh, that seems to be creeping up with D'Amico Ryans coming in and what the you know the kind of players that he's going to want, even if Davenport maybe, uh, again, I think still a really talented player, still can bring a lot, maybe a, a change of change of scenery will give him a, a you know refresher um, especially with a coach like Ryan's that, with a system that might uh, you know work well with what Davenport has uh, in his toolbox so um, I, don't, I don't know if there's any other fits that you you're thinking of for those guys but th- that's kind of that kind of does make sense the more I think of it but there's a lot of teams that could use a defensive end I just think the Texans make sense in terms of what Davenport's probably going to want and maybe where other teams value um, where he's at at this point in his career yeah, I mean, I look at the, like you said, you said something I think is interesting. Like the Texans now become an interesting part of the conversation because of their new head coach. I mean, they're basically starting over again, and we've we've always talked about the defense. And, you know, obviously they've drafted some guys defensively in recent years that will kind of be the, the, the foundation moving forward. But, like, if you can add some of these guys and knowing you have a defensive-minded head coach and Miko Ryans now, and you, know, you kind of assume they're going to you know address other positions on the offensive side yeah. in the draft, like there's – there's a lot of options, I think, for the Texans. So they are an interesting team to think about and way more interesting than they were in, in recent years, we said, because yeah. now I think you sort of see this as a starting over point for them. And, you know, it's not the one-year coaching carousel anymore where they're just switching coaches every season. Like, you feel like they're at least setting in for the long haul now um, with D'Amico Ryans, and, and that can allow some different opportunities. So I think it is interesting to think about uh, some of those fits, especially for them when we look at some of these defensive guys. Um, you know, linebacker-wise, I mean, I think there's a clear two. We talked about, you know, Bobby Wagner, someone we've mentioned before. And obviously you mentioned him at the start. Um, you know, that's a big one. Uh, Levante David from the Bucks, of course, another guy um, that, you know, is another one that if you're looking at it from, you know, the Bucks standpoint, like that's someone else, you know, that, that is a, a big key, you know, impact type player. And so uh, I think those are clearly the two standout guys there when we just kind of, you know, shorten this list a bit to, to those two yeah it's a two really talented players that are obviously veterans but i mean you saw bobby wagner ends up finishing as a top uh rated um linebacker by pff in the entire season uh clearly has a lot left in the tank was just on a team that wasn't fit maybe to utilize his skill set and also just with a number of other problems as we've talked about so both of these guys and i mean david too uh tampa bay's defense tried to hold on Uh, similar situations for two defenses in tampa and la this year that I, I think maybe got a little um, underrated by, with their performances because the offenses were just so stagnant and, and made things so tough for them um, in terms of what they can do. I think two, two teams, again, uh, kind of um, the way I'm kind of grouping these are, I, I think about teams that might have a need at the position that could fill in. And uh, Bobby Wagner wants to go to a contender. Um, I don't know if this is going to work out financially. Again, they have a lot of other problems on the offensive line and maybe a team that could be looking more so to the draft to fix those but the bills uh, are kind of a fit for i think either of these guys um they're, they're going to be in the market likely here with tremaine edmonds another talented uh, linebacker that honestly we could maybe put on the next little level behind these guys in my mind um but given the the price he's at and maybe where these players are maybe a little cheaper even though they're older uh, but if you're happy with what they're gonna be able to bring um i, I think that the bills are a possible fit for either of these players uh, we'll see if if Bobby's willing to take the money that makes it uh, work there. I think the um, 
I think from a, another point of view, maybe David there will end up kind of fitting in better. The Detroit Lions are another team. Um, I know they the, Rodrigo and some of the stories, storylines in the Hard Knocks were really fun last year, and he had a solid season uh, that was fine for the for the Lions. But a, a defense that still had a lot, um, uh, you know, a lot to, to be desired. Um, some fun yeah, players. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson had a fantastic rookie year, as we expected him to. Um, but the, it, it's a it's a group that overall um, there that needs obviously a lot of work. They're they're going to be putting up points still, even if the offense takes you know a natural regression. It's hard to uh, have the offensive line play and be as healthy as it was for most of the season. Uh, I'm still excited to see what they can do on offense. But I think yeah, figuring out um, having someone to be that kind of leader on the defense, maybe not just the young guys, but having a, a core player like a Wagner or even a, a Levante. David I think those are two teams that I expect to be in the mix for these guys obviously we know Wagner isn't going to be back with the Rams <laughs> the way that um, the mutually them parting ways and for Tampa it just doesn't at this point with David it doesn't make as much sense I'm trying to think of other teams um, that could make sense in there we we did a piece of clutch points about Levante David's uh, free agency and sure enough as I scroll down I saw the Bills were number one there but the number two team we put was the Giants um, it's a team that right now compared to last year um, yeah, it's, it's been a much better place with the cap. Obviously, still a lot to be, as we talked about in the last frequency episode, figured out with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. But it's a, a team that uh, at linebacker you could argue is in the bottom kind of group, uh, linebacker corps in the league. So it makes sense that they'd be kind of in this conversation. We'll just see if that's where they want to allocate their resources. Yeah, that's going to be um, interesting. Those are, like you said, two big ones there. I think just in terms of the production and yeah. kind of know what you're going to get uh, as, you know, part part of the the anchors on the defense so um yeah i'm curious to see what happens there with them all right this is an interesting group here defensive backs um i mean there again there's some there's some guys in here that, that are very intriguing uh, jamel dean's there of course james bradbury cj gardner johnson jesse bates jordan Boyer, all there um of course dean with the bucks um bradbury with the eagles and so forth um hmm i mean these are these are interesting because i feel like Sometimes, like, defensive backs are hard to – it's like picking a destination for some of these guys. Like, it's like, you know, you got guys who can produce. I mean, there's going to be a lot of available options, I think, for them. Yeah. And sort of seeing, you know, again, what they're able to do. Um, yeah, I feel like it's much harder to kind of pick where these guys are going to land because we've seen kind of ones go all over the place. But, um, yeah, I mean, again, we talk about the <laughs> recurring theme here, the Eagles and players that have, you know – made an impact for them to help them get them to that point. But yeah. uh, Bradbury, of course, was there. But, um, yeah, an, another another very interesting group here. Yeah, it's a, it, like you said, it's tough to predict because a lot of teams need corners. Um, a, a lot of guys are trying out younger players, and some of them end up being fantastic, like Sauce Gardner and, and – uh, New York and then others don't end up having that same level of success so it's it's hard to I, I kind of try to look at I'm almost looking because I don't think there's a lot of teams that could use a good corner or a good defensive back I'm looking more so cap space wise because these guys are going to be looking for money I mean especially Bradbury uh after taking a you know a kind of a prove it deal last year um I think he's going to be one of the the hottest names on that on that uh cornerback market he really showed a lot this year um teams again it's a recurring theme with two teams from the NFC North here that I just already talked about the Lions and Vikings 
uh, maybe are in the mix for one of these corners. It's just a matter of where they're at a cap space wise, the line's in better shape than Minnesota. So maybe that's a, a possible fit that the Jaguars are a team that I could see go in the mix for these. The, the one that's scary um, for Jesse Bates, I, I mean, that the Bengals, man, it, it's hard to imagine. I mean, their defense, they, they have a lot of cap space too. Uh, still, they're, they're sixth currently to, to, according to Spotrack and cap space at this very moment. Obviously, that's going to change dramatically as com- contracts are restructured. Uh, but man, Bates, it's like, it's, he's such a big part of that. He's like the the backbone of that defense yeah. and kind of the captain, you know, at, at safety there. Um, just such a critical part of what they're uh, what they want to do as a team and and lose defense. Uh, ESPN has the Browns as the best fit. Man, hmm. that would be painful for for Bengals fans. I, <laughs> uh, I I don't know. You know, from a, a needs point of view, that makes a ton of sense. But I, I think Cincinnati is going to go all out kind of to keep him. Um, I, I just, yeah, with Bradbury, I think it's kind of, um, at this point, I'm, I'm starting to assume he's going to be gone. Even CJ Gardner Watts, uh, uh, Gardner Johnson, I think there's a chance that Philadelphia keeps him, but man, it's, it, it, these things are, it, it's not easy when you get down to it. it, it same with Poyer. I mean, uh, older player at least uh it's been out there a little bit longer for for buffalo kind of similar to what bates has meant for that defense but we saw the bills defense obviously get a little exposed at points uh especially on the defensive line you could argue but still in the secondary not their best game against the bengals um it poyer obviously they just had a ton of injuries in that secondary too they like to keep him but um, another team another one where ESPN has the prediction that it's going to be a division rival taking them they have the the Patriots um I think the just my takeaway from when I looked at these five players like you said too there's no shortage of teams that could use these guys there's no uh, you could make the argument for so many different um so many teams that go after these players I have a hard time predicting like one guy to one spot it's easier for me to be like man it's really tough for the Bengals to think about no Jesse Bates it's really tough for uh, the Eagles to think about not keeping some of these guys um but it might it just might be the reality of it I'm trying to think of fits for CJ Gardner Johnson maybe maybe they're able to keep one of them maybe maybe it's him um instead of Bradbury um ultimately but we'll see it's a it's a talented group though I mean that I even Dean I didn't even talk about Jamal Dean I mean he had um, has had a, obviously a solid career, and arguably, you know, you could put him potentially depending on where you look. He's probably the number one corner almost on the on the free agent market. Um, that they have Atlanta taking uh, picking him up. Something about these division rivals going after defensive backs in this uh, in this piece, but that that would make a lot of sense uh, for the Falcons, another defense that obviously needs some help, especially in the secondary. AJ Terrell has. Uh, has looked like a pretty promising player so far in his young career. So to have a, a guy on the opposite side um, of him and Dean, that would make a lot of sense. Maybe Bradbury fits a little into what they want to do um, schematically as well. But uh, Dean uh, will have no shortage of of uh, teams. I mean, it just it just shows also looking at this group with David and Dean and some of the other recent free agents. I mean, that, that Buccaneers defense that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago was absolutely stacked. Similar to now we're looking at, obviously, the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, but the amount of guys – that it's just hard to keep a defense together. Um, teams yeah. that usually invest long term and, and offensive players a, a bit more. I mean, like there's obviously exceptions uh, to to that, um, and, and players at a caliber where you end up resigning them. But as a whole, like once you get past the top three, four guys, it is hard to keep them all. And you just look at yeah, it's there's a reason that Tampa Bay was so dominant in that Super Bowl, and Dean was a big part of it. 
Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's hard to predict <laughs> these guys. Yeah. And But like you said, it's um, they're all going to bring some value to someone. And, and I think, you know, obviously in a lot of these cases, you've got guys who the teams they've already brought that value to. It's it's a matter of contracts and the money that's out yep. there and, and all of that. And that's just, again, that's always a hard thing to predict. You just don't know because there there are teams that have significant needs in certain areas, and um, can you make the, the the financial part of it work? Is that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Like it's um, you know we, this is every year in the NFL. This is what happens. Um, maybe a guy that you absolutely love that you can't even imagine your team being without next season, but if you can't make the financial part of it work, we know that there are others who maybe can and can make that a little bit easier there. All right, Dylan. Anybody else um, random out there that's I guess we didn't really mention uh, in this group, but uh, maybe anyone else that we think is part of that. And uh, if not, then we can we can quickly wrap up by talking about someone who has come out of the darkness, um, and that is Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Because I know this kind of doesn't tie into the the everyone else part of the um, you know free agency and all that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, that is obviously a big domino that could impact uh, a lot of things on the offensive side. So. Yeah, in terms of other players, I mean, there's some there's some really talented guys. Uh, Cam Sutton, um, just looking down the list at, at corner there, we mentioned Edmonds briefly, Jermont Jones. Uh, there's there's a lot of big names that are hitting the market um, that also teams are going to be in the mix for. I think one team I didn't mention in the secondary part that I probably could have is the Raiders. Uh, they have a lot of cap space, uh, and as much as it looked like tying into the Aaron Rodgers thing that they would be in the mix there, the, the latest comments seem to make it look like they're not going to go with a higher price free agent guy, even though the initial kind of reporting was that that's the way that McDaniels would likely go. So we'll see. Maybe it's all smoke screens. We know we're used to teams having to, to put up fronts in the uh, with some of the things they leaked uh, for purposes. I think that even the Bears are a good example of that with some of the stuff that initially came out about them possibly tra- uh, drafting a quarterback. you got to make these teams believe you're going to do that if you're going to get the highest value to trade that pick back. Um, but for the Raiders, uh, with more of the they, they're third in cap space currently um, available. If they don't go after that big name quarterback, they're a team I think that I I should have mentioned with the, the defensive backs. Obviously, we know how the the trouble they had in the second secondary this year and just overall the last couple of years has still been an issue. So maybe they're a, a team that in that Jesse Bates um, in the mix there or Dean, one of those guys could be a, a target for them. But other players, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, really a solid uh, edge rusher. Obviously, when when th- everything's clicking for him, uh, Byron Murphy, another solid corner that we could have added to this mix uh, Brandon Graham's in here I don't think he's leaving Philly but there's a there's a lot of good players um for sure but in terms of Aaron yeah uh excited to to see I just opened my phone this morning and had a a collab Instagram uh video with someone I'm not sure who it was but someone that helped him with his darkness retreat and about some mm-hmm. special that's going to be coming out tomorrow. So when this episode, when you're listening to this, this will be out so you can listen yeah. to all the insights that I don't know how much of a football conversation that will be. Um, but you had the fallout from that. I mean, obviously everything like, like we mentioned with Carr um, at one point, like he understood that he was probably going to have to wait to see where, how the dominoes fell with Rogers before he, uh, before he ultimately signed or they make a decision. Um, it's not like it's still from Aaron, from my, at least what I've read into it, it looks like it's still kind of the same. It's like, it's, it's coming. The decisions will be coming. They're not just not quite here yet. So yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a, um, interesting to see. I mean, uh, I, 
he's like he said he's not trying to drag anybody but it, around in the situation but unintentionally it's still just going to be a process that's going to all hinge on what he does um that uh, it's not like a lot of teams are going to move until they know for sure i think the, the most recent things that i had seen reporting wise were that um and maybe they were from Packer sources, though, I believe, um, in, in a couple of cases. But they were along the lines of this is all being a, overblown. It's just kind of the same thing we've been looking at the last couple of seasons. And we're going to just end up with Aaron again. I don't. I, and then, but then you you hear the players like Aaron Jones, I believe, talked about it. There's been a couple guys that have talked about it and say that this time it does feel different. It doesn't feel like just running it straight back or as much of a just kind of messing around sort, sort of situation. So I. You know, it's hard to imagine Aaron not on the Packers. Maybe from an uh, trying to from an unbiased point of view, just curious to see what he would look like in another uniform, what it would look like playing in a different um, uh, for a different team and different coaching staff. I, not that he's been with with Floor for that long, but still has been there a number of years now together. I believe there uh, that was just their fourth season. So. Um, and just seeing what Jordan Love could do and see what the Packers could do with more of a, you know, financial flexibility. Not that obviously Jordan's towards the end of his rookie deal. So you're not maximizing that the same way some of these other teams are able to. Um, I'm just, I'd just be curious to see what it'd be like, but that, you know, curiosity is one part of it. At, at the end of the day, the logistics have to work out. There's a lot of things with dead cap for the Packers, a lot of money taking on for other teams. It would have been one thing if he'd been making this move after the previous season when the, the Packers got knocked out in the playoffs where at least they once again had 13 wins. Um, and maybe teams could have talked themselves more into it. Maybe the Packers waited a tad long in terms of the value they were going to get in return here. Um, and now at, at this point, maybe they're like, maybe it's not worth doing that. So we'll see. I don't know. what. I guess part of it's also what Aaron wants, right? There's part of it what the Packers want to do, but Aaron could just retire. He could, yeah. this won't even be a conversation at that point. Um, uh, so we'll see. I, I hope he stays in the league a little longer because it's, even if uh, some of these things are a little silly and some of them are, the, the you know, the weekly appearances on, on Pat McAfee and some of the stuff that happened uh, before. I mean, some, some of it can be a little tiresome or it's the same things over and over, but I still think the league is more interesting with Aaron Rodgers in it than without him. Yep, and it will be interesting to see what happens next with him. And, yeah, a lot to be determined there. And the dominoes that will create uh, elsewhere in terms of these other free agents we talked about and all that. So should be interesting. But uh, there you go. There's some thoughts on um, the other group. I guess we'll, we'll label them. Um, the the non-offensive uh, <laughs> guys that uh, are going to get all the attention. Players. Yeah, the, the non-fantasy players. There you go. Um, but uh, again, a lot of very interesting uh, decisions to be made for those guys as well. And we talked about sort of the update on Aaron Rodgers and what can happen uh, next with that. But of course, Dylan, all covered over clutch points. Uh, again, this is free agency, um, wild and wacky as usual. Um, the draft will be here before you know it, all kinds of stuff. So let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to the Clutch Points app to the NFL section there. Tons of content on the draft coming up, starting to look pretty soon at the, the best players that, that teams could be targeting there some trades that could be made in the draft we have our mock draft out we'll have another mock draft coming out after the combine um the, right now the, yeah the combine about to start so we have a lot of coverage there looking at some of the best uh players for certain fan bases to be kind of following along with it to could be fits for those teams we have all that on the nfl section of the app also the nfl section at clutchpoints.com we've uh, as i mentioned with some as this free agency conversation helped along by the fact yeah we have a series currently coming out uh, more so less about uh, 
the teams, but also just from the players' point of view, some of the best fits for them, destinations that make sense, and also could make sense from a cap um, space um, uh, situation in terms of how they're able to to get a better deal. So kind of try to factor those things in. So that whole series, um, if you go to clutchpoints.com and you just search best uh landing spots, free agency, something like that, you'll get popped up with our whole series. Uh, we got the list, all the players we talked about last week um, and in the episode with the quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs, tight ends, and then now, yeah, all the all the guys we just talked about today, all those are out as well. Yep, check it all out there at Clutch Points, and as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass, and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.